Money, Riches, and Wealth is sponsored by the Financial Consulate. Say you don't need no diamond rings and I'll be satisfied. Tell me that you want the kind of things the money just can't buy. I don't care too much for money. Money can buy me love. This is Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Time now for Money, Riches, and Wealth. Here's your host, Drew Tignanelli. This is Drew Tignanelli here with Money, Riches, and Wealth, and uh, I'm here with co-host Jackson Courtney. Jackson, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Drew. Thanks for having me. It's nice uh, filling in for Chris tonight. Yeah, Chris has some things going on in his personal life that he's got to be there and deal with and help his wife on. Uh, So uh, great to have you here, Jackson, and we're on a open show tonight that means that our listeners again are the guests they get to call and ask any question they want to as we come in toward this end of the year and we only have what three weeks left in the year um you, there's lots of things that you need to be doing need to be thinking about and uh if you want to ask any questions on that things like you know what do i have to you know how do i get a deduction for this before the end of the year what do i have to do you know, um, things like required minimum distributions or something you have to do before the end of the year, tax planning. A lot of your tax plan has to be done before the end of the year. You can't go into your tax preparer next February and, and March and say, wow, what can we do to lower my tax liability? <laughs> it doesn't necessarily work like that. There are some little things we may be able to do, but the real tax planning we've been doing with our clients since October, November, and now into December, we're finally finalizing some of those strategic planning with our clients. Uh, But whatever you want to talk about, it's totally up to you. Maybe it's auto insurance. Maybe it's long-term care insurance. Maybe it's uh, life insurance. Uh, Maybe it's uh, Social Security, Medicare. Maybe it's uh, college planning. Maybe it's elder care planning. Whatever it is, if you want to call in and ask a question on personal finance, 410-922-6680, 922-6680 is the way to call and ask questions. Jackson will let me know who's online so we can go to them as they call in. There's one caller online. We'll have plenty of lines open still. And always the people that call in the earliest get the most attention. So feel free to call in 410-922-6680. And let's go to Mark Jackson or Anita, whoever is going to pick that up. Hello. Mark, are you there? Yes, uh, good evening. Hi. Um, I had a question. One of my relatives own in Florida owns a timeshare. Okay. And I know that uh, they only use it certain times of the year. We, I know what a timeshare is. For, for tax purposes, how does the IRS look at that, or what forms do you have to fill out uh, starting in, uh, next month in January? So do they use the timeshare themselves or do they rent the week out to somebody else and get a little bit of cash? Uh, they use the timeshare themselves. Okay. I don't think they rent out to anybody else. If they do, I don't know that for a fact. So the way, the, way the, time, the way the timeshares typically work, Mark, is that they're considered an ownership of the person who owns that week. But it's as if, it's as if they actually own the building for a week. And so any property taxes for one week worth of that building and any mortgage that might be on that building that they, you know, any money they borrowed to buy that timeshare would be treated as mortgage interest uh, deductibility 
and uh, the property taxes, if they pay any, um, depends on how it's structured, but most timeshares, you would pay a small portion in your maintenance fees would be for property taxes. And that's the only tax impact that a timeshare has on your tax return. Okay. All right. So and do you know what form they would use to fill out that information you just talked about for his mortgage? Well, you know, this would fall into Schedule A if you do itemized deductions. Remember, if you don't do itemized deductions, they're not going to fall on your tax return at all, and the timeshare will just be something you have money tied up in. Mm-hmm. What, what, gives you, what gives you the idea that there's some special tax thing you ought to be doing with a timeshare? Where, where'd you... it's, sort of, it's sort of like um, if you're um, renting out to somebody, and as I said, I don't know if my relative is down there is renting out to anybody, but if they are, it's like a business, then I want. Then I know there's a business form or some schedule for that. That's why I wanted to know if that's the case, what, what schedule would they use to itemize so, what, they, what they're doing or what they're bringing So you're in. sure it's, that it's a timeshare? It's like a one-week use of a property, right? It's a timeshare, okay? So sometimes you'll, some, some clients I have have rented out their week to the timeshare to somebody else for like a thousand or two thousand dollars. When you do that, then you file it under Schedule E as a, like a, like you own a rental property. You file the income under Schedule E. And then you list your expenses. Well, I paid $400 for maintenance fees. I paid $325 for property taxes. I paid 1000 in mortgage interest. And there's my deductions. Net the two out. That's my gain or loss from that rental activity. So it depends on how they're using the timeshare, whether it's personal, then oh, those property taxes and mortgage interest go on Schedule A. If they're renting out the week to somebody else, then they do it on Schedule E. They put down the income. They put down their expenses. They net it out to figure out what their gain or loss is. Is that helpful? Yes, it is. All right. I will be in touch for us soon. And thank you so much. And don't forget, Go Ravens is coming Sunday against the Steelers. Oh, I tell you, so I yes, can't sir, watch them anymore. I don't know about you, Jackson. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Praise God that uh, Mark wants to watch them still, but they, they drive me crazy. Right. I, can't, I had can't to leave at halftime last week. You can, I, may, I should watch what I'm saying. Lamar may call up and start screaming at me, you know. <laughs> but uh, but they're, they're tough to watch when you can't even beat the worst teams in the leagues, decidedly. I don't know how you expect to go to the playoffs and beat the best teams in the league. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going there, Jackson. We're okay. on an open show. 410-922-6680 if you want to call in. 410-922-6680. And we'll be right back. This is Drew Tignanelli, and I have a question for you. Is your financial advisor a doctor of personal financial advice? Do you get strategies to reduce taxation, Social Security, Medicare advice, sophisticated retirement planning, investment allocation strategies, estate planning, or help with any issue of money? It is time you do a financial physical with me and my team at the consulate and experience the difference. You hear the depth of knowledge we have about personal finance, so do a financial physical and you'll experience what we believe an advisor should do for you. They should be independent, experienced, credentialed, fee-only, comprehensive fiduciaries. They should be a doctor of personal finance and not salespeople selling you products. Set up an introductory meeting by calling 410-823-SAVE, 410-823-SAVE, or go online, financialphysical.com. 
That's financialphysical.com. It's time you experience the difference. Now back to more of Money, Riches, and Wealth on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. All right, we're back. Money, Rich, and Wealth. We're on an open show here with Jackson Courtney. And uh, Jackson, you got a couple callers online, don't you? Yeah, sure. We're going to go to Marcus. But before we City. go to Marcus, let's just tell everybody that we want a few more callers. Plenty of lines open. 410-922-6680. 410-922-6680. So let's go to Marcus there, Jackson, okay? Okay. Marcus, are you there? Hi, Drew. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. How's Ellicott City? Oh, wonderful. I have a quick question. It's a three-part question. I, I'm turning 60 next month, and we just bought a vacation home in Delaware, and we live in Ellicott City. Okay. Number one, I want to know whether I, the improvement that I'm putting in to fixing it up can be tax-deductible in the Maryland part or my income part. And number two question was, I was going to take my 403B money and pay that mortgage off, and that way I can put as much money I can in my 403B and then um, a Roth IRA for the next few years. I'm not necessarily sure that a lot of your strategy is going to work as well as you might think it will. Okay, so first off, the uh, fixing up of the place in Delaware, it's just your personal, like a second home, right? It's a second home. We're going to be using it for vacation as well as renting it for the seasonal rental. Okay, so you're, you know, it gets, gets a little complicated when you're using it both personally and renting it seasonally, okay? So it depends on how many days you rent it versus how many days you use it personally. So basically, the simple rule is you can't personally use it more than 14 days. If you do, then all you can do is deduct the expenses that will net the income down to zero. If you don't and you use it only up to the 14 days or the lesser of 14 days or 10% of the days that you rented it, okay, then you can take tax losses. But remember, if your income's over 150000 you've got to accumulate those tax losses into the future until someday that you get rid of the rental property. And this is where it starts getting confusing and so forth. But the point is, whatever renovations you're doing, the best that it'll do for you is drop the income that you're getting from that rental tax-free. So if you get $30,000 of rental income, from that property, basically the expenses you're putting into it will probably help bring the cost uh, or the yearly income down to zero and you won't pay any taxes on it, all right? Um, okay. But the, the second part of your question where you say, I want to pay the mortgage off so I'll have more money to pay and put into 403B and into the Roth IRA, I hear what you're saying, but here's the problem you're going to have. You take money out of your 403B and try to pay that mortgage off. How much is the mortgage balance? It's about 360. 
you want to pay that mortgage off, you're going to have to take out somewhere close to $600,000 to get the income tax uh, that you're going to need, the tax you're going to need to pay tax on $360,000. I might have exaggerated a little, probably be more like 500 some thousand dollars. Is there a way that I can keep that property into an IRA account? Uh, no, not if you use it personally. That would be considered a prohibited transaction. So the only way I you could the only way you could do that is if you never ever use it personally. I see. So it's complicated. You're 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 up against a very lots of specific complicated issues in the tax law and be careful I would warn against taking out a lot of money to pay that mortgage off I'd prefer you keep that mortgage and hope we get lower interest rates that you can refinance it at a much lower interest rate but for right now I would not advise a client of ours take a lump sum to pay that mortgage off all right I, okay. I appreciate that thank you very much all right buddy good question lots of good things going on there we're going to Garrow and Arnold, right? Yes, sir. Is that up next, Garrow? Hey, hey, Drew, it's Daryl with a D, like David. Oh, Daryl, Daryl and yep. Arnold. I know a Daryl and Arnold. How I you doing? You do. I'm good. Um, I'm 66 years old. Okay. Seven years, seven years ago, I've been collecting my CSR's pension since then. I've also okay. been working as a government contractor 40 hours a week. Okay. Um, I'm now considering going to 32 hours a week. Okay. Are there any implications to that besides, hey, look, I've got more free time? Mm, no, there would be nothing, nothing negative that I could think of that would happen. Um, if are you planning to keep working past 72 by any chance? Depends if she lets me. Um, <laughs> no, not really. Okay. Um, there, for right now, uh, you know, before you turn 72, there's there are no uh, implications whatsoever. It's just you, you'll have more free time. If they let you do it, then more power to you. That'd be great. Well, essentially, my salary would be going back to what I was making a year ago because I got a really nice raise last year. So <laughs> yeah, well, four-fifths, I'd still be making what I made last year. Yeah, well, that's one of the beauties of working for the government. You can retire early, get a nice pension, and then go work somewhere else and get a nice salary, even higher than when you were working for the government. So, you know, that's and, and the put, and put money into my four hundred one k. So you know, yeah, it's a it's a great it's a great country. <laughs> you have the talent to do those kind of things, you know. Um, good question, Daryl. Um, but I I think it's a go for it. You know, I would definitely okay, do it. Thank you. All right, you take care. Um, we're on an open show, 410-922-6680, 410-922-6680, if you want to call in. There's nobody on the line right now, right, Jackson? No, nobody on the line. So we do have, you know, we had a couple things that we want to talk about. So you do have to get your required minimum distribution out from your IRA or your 401k or 403b before December 31st if you were... 72 years of age or older this year 
Actually, you know, Jackson, if you just turned 72 this year, technically you can wait until April 1st, 2023. Right. Right. But if you do that, you got to take out the second one before December 31st, 2023. So that way you would have two jammed up into one year to pay taxes on. For some people that works really well. For other people that might not be that wise a decision. Also keep in mind that another thing that we talk about a lot with our clients, and that is is that if you're if you're 69 or 70 or 71 and you have IRAs out there that you're holding on to and you're going to turn 72 next year, if you can get that IRA rolled over into the 401k of the company you work for, you will have no required minimum distributions. Very few financial advisors will tell you that because they don't want to lose the revenue they make on your money. But a fiduciary financial advisor better tell you that because they have a responsibility to tell you that. And so if you're out there and you're 71 or younger, say 69, 70, 71, you're still working, you got a 401k at your company, you really need to think about getting your IRAs that you're going to start having to take required minimum distributions on or old 401ks and roll them into your current 401k plan at your current employer and defer all that uh, required minimum distribution. We've done that numerous times with clients and sometimes we've taken lots of money out, but it's okay because that's what has to happen for the client's best interest. So anyway, Jackson, we're on an open show today, 410-922-6680. Now back to more of Money, Riches, and Wealth on Talk Radio 680 WCBL. We're back, Money, Riches, and Wealth, here with Jackson Courtney. And Jackson, we've got lines lined up now, so uh, we do. if you want to, let's just go right to them, and then we'll uh, give some more numbers out once we go through these people, Sure. All right? We'll go to Barbara in Baltimore. Barbara, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for taking my call. Um, I've listened to you over the years, but I've never called in, I don't think. But I do have a question now that the market seems to be very volatile. And um, I know that people that are invested should just hold tight right now. But for new money and new retirement, are you, one, recommending annuities? And I'd like to know whether or not triple tax-free municipal bonds is a good option. For people who want, who have cash, okay, don't want to put it so, in the market. Yeah, so those are great, great questions. Um, let's let's start with the annuity concept. Uh, annuities, um, as long as you don't pay commissions on them, there mm-hmm. are plenty of now commission-free annuities yeah, that you the can get. Pays a, a lot of the commissions up front. Well, who does the money? Because especially on the five or seven or ten years. So somebody who's 50, 55, and they're looking at a window of retiring uh, 10 years from now. Right. And there's no cost to go in. And of well, course, that's not them- true. Okay. 
So oh, when you true. when you look at those annuities, what you should be looking for is that there are no surrender charges the day yeah. after you buy them. So in other words, if you want to leave that annuity a year later, six months later, two years later, and go to another annuity, you can do that without any problem issues or difficulties. Absolutely. I understand the surrender if, fees, but what if, if there are none? Well, there shouldn't be. If there are surrender fees, then you've got a commission-oriented product. Okay. But and most of those, those surrender fees can be significant. And the surrender fees are strictly the commission paid to the agent. Wow. And there's no Everybody reason that money. agent should get that kind of money. I just ridiculous. I What's just that? I want to say this. Um, well, everybody's got to make a living. But if, if, <laughs> not if, but the way the market is right now, it's volatile. Yeah, but you know that's is that's that why. Is that not a good option? Is that not a good option? It, it's it's an option for some people who don't like the volatility of the market. Yeah, but, but usually yeah, I wouldn't want to be volatile at fifty fifty five. I wouldn't want yeah. to have it. Not what's happening. What I've seen. I understand, I mean, but you know it, it's it's novel. done it's done this for the last hundred years. It does this all the time. Uh -huh. And it needs to do this if it's going to make money for people over the long term. Really, the question you have to ask yourself, like Warren Buffett always says, How is are you going to bet live? against the United States? Is the United States done live? for? Is, isn't and, it? How long are you going to live? Uh, you know, but um, now in, your in your situation, I would say an annuity can work. And you should look for a company like Vanguard or Schwab or DPL Financial, who will do okay. commission-free annuities. What's that? Did you say Vanguard? Yeah, Vanguard is usually Vanguard one. That's a great one. So my other question revolves around the triple tax-free municipal bonds. Let me ask you a quick question. Which uh, T. Rowe Price has. What, let me ask you a quick question. What would you put your income at, 50 or more, 100 or more, 200 or more? Let's say 200 or more. Uh, Two hundred or more, it's you know, for a rollover. Then, what then would be available. What is available for rollover? Okay, now keep in mind, municipal bonds inside a retirement account don't get triple tax-free status. Only after-tax money gets that. And for somebody that. with your income it? level, I would definitely consider doing it. Yeah, because you pay the taxes up front, and then it's triple tax-free after that. The, I right? guess. Yes. Is that how it works? Um, if, you, if you have after-tax money and you put it in a municipal bond, any interest you receive will be 100% tax-free. Yes. All right. Huh. Now, i got to run, but those are great Thank questions. So Very much. good. Thank you so I appreciate much. it. Thank you, call. Barbara. Sure. We'll We're going to go uh, to Keith and Frederick. Keith, are you there? Yes, sir. Question for you. Yeah. So... I have I opted out of Social Security, Social Security system, and I'm wondering, should I go back? So let me ask you a question. What What did you do? Were you with the federal government? Were you with uh, what? No, it, 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 in the ministry, you could opt out of Social Security. Okay, so you're a pastor yeah. or something of that yes. sort. Uh -huh. Okay, so yeah, um, how old are you? Uh and I, I, um, you know, I figured, should I just continue to pay in the Vanguard, or would I be better taking 
you know, paying less than a Vanguard. And, Are you married? Yes. Uh-huh. Has your spouse got Social Security and uh, Medicare? Yes. So she does. So she insures the two of you for Social Security and Medicare. Well, I have. I wouldn't lose the Social Security that I had in the, my first part of my life where I worked. You know, before I went. So you have to... you have ten years of approximately four thousand of earnings or more. Yeah. So you do. Uh huh. Okay. So the answer is, I would probably be very reluctant at your age to go back in. Okay. All right. But, you know, we would do we would have to do a thorough analysis to see if there's any reason for you to pay more in and get more money out of the system. But your wife is already insured. Does she make a reasonable salary? (laughs) No. (laughs) Christian day school teachers don't make a lot. I think what I'll do is I think my wife and I'd like to come see you all. That'd be great. We'd love to talk with you. And we've done this analysis quite a few times. But at your age, my guess is it's just not going to work. You know, you're just going to pay a lot of money in and get very little extra back out. Yeah. Well, we it's some investments, too, I'd like to get your, your input on. Well, you know, we work with lots of pastors, so we'd be more than happy to help you. All right. All right. Appreciate it. Like your program. Thank, thank you, Keith. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Good question. Let's go to Jay. Jay in Towson. Hi, Drew. Hey, Jay. How uh, you doing? Thanks for uh, fine. Thanks for taking my call. Actually, this is a real estate tax uh, question you had addressed with Casey and Company last week, but I missed part of it uh, regarding if you purchase a house in another state, uh, the state, but your primary residence is in Maryland. That Maryland, when you try to sell your house in Maryland, they're going to uh, ask for a six percent or something. Seven percent uh, with seven percent. <laughs> Uh, withholding tax, but there's a form. Like I said, I missed some of that. Yeah, so it's a great question, Jay. I really appreciate you asking this question. So let's say you're you're like me and you're saying, I've had it with Marilyn, I'm out of here. (laughs) And you buy a place in Amelia Island, Florida, like I did. And then you're going to sell your place in Maryland. So I'm going to sell my place in Maryland last April. April of 2022, I had a condo worth 300000 or so, and I said, okay, I want to sell this. And I said to the agent, look, I'm not going to pay the withholding tax. All we have to do is file the Maryland MW506AE, and I won't have to pay it, and this is why, and you need to make sure that this gets done. Well, they didn't understand. No, no real estate agent understands. <laughs> Even when they say they understand, they don't understand. And it irritates me that they don't learn about this because they're forcing a bunch of people to pay 7% withholding that don't need to be paying 7% withholding. Mm. So here it is. Okay, Jay, so you're, you, you, you're in your principal residence, and let's say it's worth $500,000. And you go down to Florida, you buy a place, and now you guys move down there. And you now you, because you're living down there now, you say, let's get rid of the Maryland house. So you put it up for sale, and the real estate agent says, oh, Jay, you're no longer a Maryland resident. They're going to take 7% withholding and, you know, la-da-da-da-da. And you say, no, they're not going to take 7% because this was my principal residence for two of the last five years. I get an exemption. So I'm going to file the MW506AE to the state of Maryland 21 days before I settle on this house 
And Maryland will look at it and say, yeah, Jay, you're right. This is your primary residence. You wouldn't pay Maryland tax on it. So we're not going to take the withholding from you to force you to file a Maryland tax because you're not going to owe any. And there's no reason for us to take your money in advance. The MW506AE is something everybody listening to this show selling their house that's considered a non-resident of Maryland should understand how that form works. And there's tons of exemptions and ways to get Maryland to withhold less money. We're not going to cheat Maryland out of anything they deserve. If you own the tax, you need to pay them the tax, but you shouldn't have to withhold the money and wait until next April to get the dying money back, which then the Maryland tax people are horrible at giving it back to you because they, they always claim, well, we didn't know that you had the withholding. Well, you know, this is just right. why it irritates me that you should file the MW506AE and not have to deal with either the Maryland tax people or realtors. That's my opinion. <laughs> well, thank you for clearing that up. I, uh, I, our realtor told us about the tax, but she didn't tell us anything about this form. Yeah, well, they always tell you, oh, you, you don't, don't, don't leave Maryland before you sell your Maryland house because they're going to withhold this right. tax. And they don't even call it a withholding. They just call it a tax. And so people freak out thinking they're going to take 7% of their money from for selling their house no longer as a Marylander. It's not even a tax. It's a withholding tax, which means you get it back when you file your tax return. But you don't even have to have it withheld if you understand how the dang 50 MW506AE operates. Oh Get somebody gosh. really that understands that if you're selling your house and you're considered a non-resident, you call me and I will make sure you don't <laughs> pay it, okay? Okay. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. All right. You take care. I gotta, I'm got over my time and I'm on a rant. This is Drew Tignanelli and I have a question for you. Is your financial advisor a doctor of personal financial advice? Do you get strategies to reduce taxation, Social Security, Medicare advice, sophisticated retirement planning, investment allocation strategies, estate planning, or help with any issue of money? It is time you do a financial physical with me and my team at the consulate and experience the difference. You hear the depth of knowledge we have about personal finance, so do a financial physical and you'll experience what we believe an advisor should do for you. They should be independent, experienced, credentialed, fee-only, comprehensive fiduciaries. They should be a doctor of personal finance and not salespeople selling you products. Set up an introductory meeting by calling 410-823-SAVE, 410-823-SAVE, or go online, financialphysical.com. That's financialphysical.com. It's time you experience the difference. back to more of Money, Riches, and Wealth on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. We're back, Money, Riches, and Wealth. We're on the last quarter of the show. I guess I scared everybody off from calling <laughs> Jackson. Nobody's on the line. Lines are open, 410-922-6680. If you want to call in, ask a question, 410-922-6680. If you want to call in and ask a question, Um well, now you but have Jackson, time to uh, continue your, your rant about... Uh, no, no, I'm not going to rant anymore. <laughs> I just, I think I've made it clear that if you're selling your house in Maryland and they tell you you're a non-resident and they're going to withhold tax, as long as you have 21 days before settlement, uh, just make sure 
you understand what form MW506AE is. And the cool thing about it is you can email it right to the, the guys in the department that handle this and they respond, you know, and they say, oh, thank you for your form. You know, it's one of the most efficient departments. I give that, you know, it's one of the most efficient departments in Maryland I've ever dealt with. So praise God for them. <laughs> you know, the guy that uh, I dealt with, he he wrote to me and said, hey, thanks. Thanks for sending that. Uh, I need a little more information. And then I wrote back and I said, you know, you think you're going to have this for me? My settlement company, you know, wants, you know, they're they're claiming that, you know, if I don't get this soon, they you know. Oh, he said, no, I'll have it for you. And boom, you know, like two days before he got it off to him. And then I got the settlement and they said, oh, we didn't get that from them. You know, and I said, yes, you did. I've got it right here. Proves to you that you did. And then they said, oh, yeah. Oh, well, we'll take that out of there. You know, and I had to sit there and wait for them to redo all the paperwork and so forth. But I'd rather do that than trying to get the money back from the Maryland Comptroller <laughs> Treasury. Me too. Anyway, um, we're on an open show. We're, uh, we've only got about six, seven minutes left in the show, 410-922-6680. We probably could take one or two calls before the end of this show. But we were saying, Jackson, that, um, you know, that there's uh, you got to do your RMD. But here's another one I've been thinking about. I'm going to do I'm going to do something on this in a, in a little bit at our company. And that is, is that everyone listening, and that's all five of you out there that are listening. Well, we had eight calls today. They may not be listening anymore. So, uh, you know, all of you out there that are listening, you need to get an IRS PIN number. An IRS PIN, P-I-N-N, P-I-N, PIN number for identity theft. Everyone, everyone should get it. Every single person listening and if you're married, make sure your spouse gets one. You should be uh, online. Just do a Google search, IRS uh, identity theft PIN, and you, you enter this number on your tax return. And if your number if your number's not on that tax return when it's filed, when the fraudulent, when the 15 fraudulent files come in for your name, your social security number, asking for 10,000, 50,000, or whatever else back, your PIN number isn't on that filing, it's it's immediately identified as fraudulent. So you gotta you gotta, you know, make sure you get a PIN number and you gotta make sure you put it on your tax return and every year you gotta get a new PIN. Now you might say, Oh, I don't wanna do that. That sounds like a nuisance. Let me tell you something. The amount of fraudulent returns coming into Maryland and the IRS is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And you know why they're coming into them? Because Maryland and the federal government for years was just sending the cash out to these fraudulent tax people. And they still, they're much better at it, but they still send tons of fraudulent tax return refunds out every year. Um, and the, the scammers know that their defenses aren't as great, getting better, getting much better. Um, but you want to have a identity IRS PIN number. Let's go to Ben and Timonium, Jackson. Okay. Hello. Ben, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. What's up? Good. So, bottom line is we sold our house. We're moving to Florida in January. We have a house in Florida already. Uh, I have $150,000 that I don't need for two to three years. What do I do with it? You go to an online savings account or you put it in a U.S. Treasury money market fund. Either one's yeah. going to get you 3 to 4% rate of return. 
U.S. Treasury. Money market fund. Money market. Okay. So, like, right now, uh, Schwab SNOXX, um, Schwab U.S. Treasury money market, is yielding 3.5% right now. Totally guaranteed by the United States government, 100% state tax-free. You know, it's a great deal, 3.5%. Or you can just do an online savings account because, you know, the Treasury rates could come down, uh, whereas the online savings accounts won't come down for quite a while, and you're getting about 3% on online savings accounts like Alibank, um, Marcus Bank, uh, Capital One 360, CIT is yielding three and a half, and uh, Basque Bank, I think it is, Basque, B-A-S-K, is yielding 3.75, I think. Um, so, you know. okay. So I also get my required, I'm required to take a distribution for my pension since I'm 72 and three quarters, <laughs> okay? And right. I throw that, would you do the same thing with that? Because I don't need that money either. Well, you're going to use it in two years, though, right? Is that what you're saying? We're looking to buy, well, we have a house in Florida, but we expect to buy another house in Florida and moving from where we are, where we will be in Florida. We've had the house in Florida for about 10 years, never been there. Looking forward to staying there for a change. Yeah. Um, so if you're if you're looking to use this money in no more than two or three years, then you definitely want to be putting it in something like this. And, okay. um, you know, I think that's the perfectly logical thing to be doing for right okay. now. U.S. Treasury mar- money market, right? Yeah. And your your money you got, it's coming from a 401k, right? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. I, yeah. It's my pension and profit. Um, yes. Or, but it's yeah, a, a, it's a f- 401k. You should roll well, that to an IRA. a 401k that's been converted since I retired. It's been converted to an IRA. Okay. Do you do charitable giving? I haven't, but I'm open. Well, you only do charitable giving if you want to be charitable. It doesn't. It's totally up to you. But you can give your IRA RMD or any portion of it to charity tax-free. So if you have a charitable desire and you intend to give money to charity, always give it from your IRA if you're over 70 and a half years of age. They qualify. Okay. All right. All right. You're available for consultation, in, right? Yes, sir. Great. And did you give a phone number out? I, I just turned on the uh, radio. Yeah, it's a, it's a easy to remember. It's 410-823-SAVE. And last is 7283, and that spells out SAVE, S-A-V-E. Okay. All right? That's terrific. Thank you so much. <sighs> All right. Well, I didn't get time to answer Don's question. Maybe you could find out what Don's question is, uh, Jackson, and and uh, email it to me and get his email address, and I'll send him an email as response, okay? Sure. Sounds good. And uh, always uh, fun to have you here, Jackson. And, um, you know, you've got anything you want to add before we leave? No, thanks for having me, Joe. Is this your last time before Christmas? Uh, I don't believe so. I, I think the 21st, I'll be back. Oh, you get to be here for the Christmas show. All right. Looking forward to it. This is Drew Tignanelli saying God bless. What I'd like to do to you,